All right. You ready? Let's do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lead Fast Podcast. This is episode two. Thanks for the shoes. This is episode... No, this isn't episode. This is segment two. Segment two. I don't know what episode it is, but we're still here. 700. We're still live. We're still with Travis Austin, and uh, we're still in downtown Nashville. So first things first, if you guys didn't hear the episode before this, stop what you're doing. Go back. Watch... The, what is that? Oh, I, that's... <laughs> I thought that was a sound effect. I was no. like, what are, you, what are you doing for that one? Why would you play there, that noise? There's a drill. It sounded there. like ocean waves at first. I was like, okay, we're getting a little intimate here. But no, we're still here in downtown Nashville. And uh, for those who don't know, we're across the street from, uh, I think, Kid Rocks. Uh, so if you hear somebody playing, uh, all you gotta do is put a drink in my hand. It's not our background music. It's the That's, band. Is that a Kid Rock song? Uh, don't no, bl- no, but they were, they were don't playing Don't blame that. me for yeah. that. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not held to track. But Tommy is now wedged between two uh, Music City Outlaw hats. Uh, the first episode, I didn't have one. Now I do. Travis's stuff is awesome, by the way. Uh, I did a little live tour and looked at some of his stuff, and uh, I hadn't. I don't. I've only seen the hat that you had, the the one of one. Yeah, the the, the Travis the the Why white corduroy the white corduroy. You know, you're the first person I, I, of the general. He tells public. everybody that. I tell everybody. Them, everybody sees it and they go, "Man, what a sick hat!" I'm like, you know, I was first. I don't know if you it know was this in a or not. month. Before it was released. Yeah. Some Jehovah's Witness came to the door and started talking. <laughs> Tommy's like, hang on, let me tell you about this hat. And then they left. They were gone. They were out of here. Do you know Jesus? Do you know I had this hat before anyone else? <laughs> Do you know Travis? He's pulling up the Instagram. Travis Austin, relinquishing you from religious <laughs> sets since tw- you know, 1989. I really feel like there is a business idea in that. But uh, that's another, hey, that's a whole other episode. 12th business right yeah, there. The number 12. Number 12. <laughs> oh, man. So guys, we're having a great time. We're hanging out with Travis Austin, and we—if you haven't listened to the first segment, you got to go back and listen to it because he said like some incredible things. Yeah. And we were talking about like this guy is incredible because he's an artist. Like, so it's, he's got this like mind for art, but he's also like you know was played baseball at the highest level all his life, except yeah, you know, without the exception of going to the pros. He played in the USA under eighteen team, and he like just a competitor all his life, and then became a fashion designer which is incredible and we talked about his journey there and how he got up and he's just said some amazing things about conquering fear but not even conquering it like absorbing it living in it understanding it and letting it motivate you it was so good but it was a good place to stop so we're gonna we're gonna pick his story back up now and uh so i want to know like how like the travis austin brand because you're not from like you did you weren't originally here in nashville like you were in texas right i yeah it's the the brand and the company has gone all over the place. So, um, it started in California uh, when I was in San Diego, Los Angeles, and then uh, I did it like privately there, um, kind of just feeling it out, learning how to do all this for probably three or four years. And then uh, my wife and I, uh, we had gotten engaged, uh, California, Mexico, and uh, she grew up in Dallas or like Greater Dallas area. So uh, we're both from Southern families. We, you know, we have rooted in, in the South. Um, and we knew that California meant a lot to us. We had met each other in California. We had a lot of friends and family in San Diego, uh, extended, you know, um, but we knew we, we had to go back, you know, to raise our kid and to get married and all that. So, um, in 2017, we moved to Dallas. And at that point in time, I opened the first, uh, I, I began to open the first Travis Austin, uh, showroom, the fir- very first physical location. At that point in time, it was uh, it was just leather jackets. The what it is now is not even remotely what it was at that point in time. And you have to be really into fashion to do a leather jacket brand in Texas. 
Yeah, and, and that's I, honestly like thank God that happened because if I would have stayed in LA or went right to New York or something, maybe I would have just tried to just do leather jackets. Oh yeah, because it's a little bit more viable in those markets. But because it was in Texas, I knew, um, you know, that I had to to be able to scale the brand, to be able to really create a future and build a team and all of that. I had to made it more variable and approachable and accessible to all consumers. You know, because people aren't going to walk in off the street in the middle of Texas and buy a $2,500 leather jacket. That's just not going to happen. So, um, Vintage was the first kind of foyer into accessory product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I really, it was my style. It was something I really enjoyed. So, I'd go out and hunt 70s, 80s, 90s, like rock and roll, you know, vintage stuff. And uh, that was the first accessory product that we really built on. And then, I got lucky. Um, I found a this outlet that sold like Stetson resist all, you know, hats at a super deep discount. And I went and bought eight hats one day. And I was like, all right, well maybe this is something. Hats had just started to become popular. Um, I customized them very simply, nothing compared to what we do now. And just like kind of the way like that I've, I felt, you know, to do it. And I uh, didn't know what I was doing. I was probably using Elmer's glue and, and scotch <laughs> tape. I have no idea, honestly. And I, uh, I put eight of them on the website. But then they're $175. And I thought to myself, all right, if these sell in, in two weeks, this is my answer. I know that this is something, and this is how I grow my company. And I put them online, they sold in 30 minutes. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> so I, uh, I went back to the outlet. I bought a bunch more hats. I raised the price a little bit, and that was 3,000 hats ago. And wow. now, good lord, crap. man! Now we're the hat people. The hat people. Yeah. No, that's that's incredible. Like thirty minutes, they sold out. Yeah, I mean, I I have a really great group of like family and friends, and I, I that's probably why. But thank God, you know, because it, it did it it affirmed to me that it was a great accessory mm-hmm. to where my heart is as a designer, which is in leather. Um, and I knew I could I could build one vertical while while growing the other, and they could feed off each other. And you know, a leather jacket and a hat, you know, with an outfit is, is perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And it's so timeless. The most important part of of our brand is is the the word timelessness, uh, or timeless, and just it creating something that you know whether you're eighteen. 35, 45, or, or 60, you're going to love wearing. Mm-hmm. And it was that transition of moving to Dallas, learning how to build the verticals, and uh, then, you know, continuing to grow the company that, that really started all of this. Wow. That's incredible. I love... I love that you know. So in the first episode, so we're trying to keep some people keep it, keep everybody up that didn't hear the first one. Maybe uh, I don't know what they're doing with their life. Why they didn't listen to the first one? I, I can't apologize for them Get it out together. there. But uh, you know, you talked about you know taking like sewing classes at Joann's, and then so like I love that the transition was you know I'm going to take sewing classes at Joann's and figure out how to do some custom merch, and then I'm gonna go try some hats. And like I love the experimental. Um, and maybe that's part of that confidence thing we talked about, but this idea that like, you just got to keep trying something. Yeah. Like you can't take Entrepreneurship is not like, if you, I mean, I did go to school, but like, if you go to school and then go to the, go, you know, take your MBA. And then if you believe that there's a, a true real framework to entrepreneurship, that's great. You're entitled to your own thoughts, but you're wrong. 
<laughs> You're an idiot. Entrepreneurship is taking a handful of spaghetti and throwing it at the wall, and 99% of the noodles are going to fall down. But one, one spaghetti is going to stick to that wall. And you take that spaghetti and you make it work. But then the next day, you take another handful and you throw it <laughs> at the wall and one more is going to stick. Yeah. And for 18 months, two years almost, I threw spaghetti at the wall every single day. And two years down the road, Mike came into my life. And, and that day, that was the piece of spaghetti. And then he came into my life and we both started throwing spaghetti at the wall. And for the past 13 months now, we've done that every single day. And now we have a, we have a, a full bowl of spaghetti. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's there. We have a lot to work with now and we have a platform and, and we have a team and we have all, this, all these auxiliary things that we can go forth and not only build our, you know, greater our platform, build our platform larger, but assist others in, in building theirs. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I love the timeline there because, you know, there's all those, um, you know, I'm a 10 year, I'm a, I'm a 10 year, I'm a 20 year, I'm a 30 year overnight success, you know, yeah. and everybody sees that like all of a sudden you were popular, but no, that was all the work in oh. the background and like just hearing, hearing, cause you guys have like blown up. Like, I mean, yeah. seriously, you are, I think you've reached that level of momentum that it would re, it would require a complete meltdown from your team to to slow and it would have to be like meltdown we all walked away to yeah. stop it from being this huge yeah. smash success yeah, and, it's, it, and it's awesome to be in the middle of that and realizing that um you know we we've been we haven't had a showroom for two and a half weeks we've been working on my kitchen <laughs> and you know i'm sorry christina thank you though for letting <laughs> us do that um and you would think that like you know not being able to really sell for two three weeks at a time like to a business, that's like a death sentence. Yeah. But because our our platform is so strong and, and people love following our journey, we're okay. And I was a, we were able to basically take three weeks off of really truly working and selling, and we're gonna be all right. But on social, I mean, you see one thing on social media, and again, going back to me trying to be as transparent as possible, you say we've blown up. In some some ways, shapes, and forms, yeah, we have we have. Mm -hmm. But within the past 12 months, my electricity has been turned off three times. I didn't have water when my wife was eight months pregnant for a week. Wow. Because every dime that the company makes goes to everyone that works for this company, not including myself. And that doesn't mean, because those things happened, that doesn't mean we're a failure. That means that this is growing yeah. a little bit faster than I can, than I can keep up with. Yeah. And every dime that comes in, it, that dime is cut up and used before it even, before it lands, while it's in Shopify, before it goes to the bank account. And I, it, it's times like these, and it's my ability to share these stories means a lot to me because people order hats from us and it might be 16 weeks before you see your hat. And people don't, really understand they, they think okay why well, I, I paid you for this like why, why don't i have it you know well hopefully listening to things like this really it, it explains things for people sure yeah you know we we do things the way that we have to do them and we put every ounce of effort and emotion into your piece no matter yeah, whether sure. we make it the day after you order or or four months after you order but 
it's because so much goes into these things and it's cut up so many different ways before it even lands. And building a business is incredibly difficult, especially when you're building families and, and trying to maintain and catch up to the growth at the same time. Catching up to the growth is almost the hardest part of leading a business. If, if Mike and I only had two orders a day and it would be really easy to make those hats yeah, running that a, week. Running a failing business is easy. Yeah, it's incredibly easy. <laughs> but touching up to your growth and realizing what's, what's actually happening and trying to scale a company and build efficiencies and tools and procedures for all of you while you're waiting for your hats, that's incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we're at right now in our, in our trajectory. And I don't think everybody understands, like, I think... So I see it as like an art piece, right? And so like, so like for example, and I'll be, I'll be a great example of this, like, um, you know, we, we kind of all hoped, like fingers crossed that we would have, like I could get a hat today, like that was the thing. But I called you last week and I was like, look, dude, I know where you're at. Yeah. I get it. Like you're moving, like yeah. don't sweat my hat yeah. because I want the best art. And so that's what I'm investing in. I want the, yeah. but not every consumer is like that. And, and I do want to, I do want to make this a point because hopefully a lot of my platform will listen to these, these segments. 95% of the people who purchase things from us are amazing. Yeah. I'm and sure. they are understanding and they see, they see me on my Instagram every day and they, they follow me through our days and they know what's going on. We do field a lot of complaints, I'll say. And it just people wondering. And if, if those if those people can just take from this the sincerity and, and the you know the true emotion into like how our days actually work and, and the amount of effort and and focus and also anxiety that goes into each and every order. Yeah. Um, if they take anything away from that, then then I'm a happy guy. But um it just it, it's it gets heavy. Sure. Know? Yeah. Well, let me let me back up. You you talked about you know the effort. The first thing that I noticed when we walked in, and, and of course I'm not on the receiving end of a hat, so I, I'm not looking at a timeline. And, yeah. and the first absolute first thing I noticed, you start talking about when you walk in. This is what we wanted to look like. This is what we wanted to feel like. There was not just an idea. There was a vision. It was thought through. It was laid out. It because you can tell the difference between a thought and idea and like, I hope that it looks like this. Yeah. And then you know where you're going. You know what you're going to do. I think the key word is, it would be intentional. Yeah. You have thought this whole entire space through. I feel like the same goes, and I've just heard you have conversation like as we're setting up with your team about like, you're still working as we're doing this and getting ready for that. The passion that goes into that is like, I've not seen that any, anywhere else really. And I think that people also should understand, like, it's different to see the passion, you know, like, firsthand and, yeah. and see what goes into it, but also know that that's the kind of work that's going into the product that you're doing. And I feel like if it was any less, it wouldn't be what it is. And, so. it's, and, and I'll just say, as a customer, it's so special. I was telling him, it's the craziest retail experience I've ever had. Yeah. Because it's not, you really are building a relationship over a, a consultation like when you asked me about my kids yeah. and my life and what like themes ran through my life yeah. and what was important to me and I left feeling known which is value in itself because it's powerful yeah it is it's incredibly powerful and most and there are people who never feel that way ever in life and you provide that in a retail environment yeah. which is so unique and yeah. so cool but then I also feel 
so confident that this thing that I'm going to get, this piece of art that I'm going to yeah. get to wear and, and I'm going to wear it like it's going to be obnoxious because I'm going to wear it all the time. Uh, but this thing that I'm getting that's going to be like this one off, you know, really unique solely for me. Like you have to there's there's a weight to that that you and Mike yeah. carry as creators because you have to deploy so much empathy to make the things that are important to me important to you. Yeah. And I, so I want to, and Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this, but remind me to come back to like consumership and the science of of buying, which right. is something that I'm, I'm. It's where we're at right now. Like literally today is that, and it's something that I pride myself in. And I really want to talk about, um, but the the emotion and the empathy that yeah. that Tommy you just brought up. So and and I think at this point most people who who do shop with us or or inquire about shopping with us understand this, and and it's I think. A lot of the reason why people do come to us, period. Um, Mike and I both, we're very much the kind of people that if, if our grandfathers would have given us their, you know, handed down their Stetson or, um, or their old hat or a handkerchief or, or anything like that, we're very much the, the makers and the types of people that we would wear those things until they literally fell apart. Right, exactly. That's who we are. Uh, unfortunately, in, in some instances, like, you know, even though our families are great, we, we were never really given those things. Mm -hmm. They just never came down to us. Sure. Um, so we put an unbelievably large amount of effort and emotion into creating that for other people. So every single piece, whether it's a jacket or a hat, is made with the intention of being generational and being there 100 years from now for your grandkids, your great-grandkids. So when you buy from us, the first thing that happens is either you schedule an appointment with us or you get a consult sent to you online. We do everything we can to make that, excuse me, uh, make that consult as uh, personal as possible, even if it is coming online. But those, that consult, whether it's in person or uh, through email, is meant to pull stories out of you. A lot of times... Talking about yourself is not easy, and, and maybe when you're older, maybe when you're in an interview setting, telling stories about yourself is not the easiest thing to do, and a lot of times it's just not super exciting. Right. Right. Yeah. So what we do is we have done this for a long time now to where we understand how to represent certain stories through design and balance and, and you know functionality. So we take all of these details, we put them into your hat. We, all, we then explain to you, you know, if there's, you know, a certain number of studs or a certain number of, of wraps of chain or a certain type of design that we branded into your hat or a certain, um, you know, the way that we laid the cards versus the matches versus the straps on the top. All of those things mean something. Right. So our, our goal is to put the stories into the hat so one day your kids are super fucking excited yeah. to wear that hat and tell your stories. Right. It has I'll, meaning to it. Exactly. That way your stories or the things that are important to you live one, two, three generations from now. Mm -hmm. That is why these things are so heavy for us. That is why that we don't get a piece of paper. You know, it's not a, it's not a GM, it's not an assembly line. Right. We don't get uh, a paper in this side and we put it in an easy bake oven and shoot out a hat on right. the other we limit ourselves to two hats a piece per day so that we can spend an absorbent amount of time on each 
person's story. Right. It's a privilege to yeah, us. Yeah, it's, absolutely. You know, it's we don't take it lightly. Like you're giving us your life, you know, your life stories or or your wedding present for your significant other or a birthday present, you know, or people have come to us after one of their parents have passed away with like with things from their parents that they want to put into their hats. That's so cool. That's a privilege for yeah, us. So yeah. we're not it would we would be so wrong to take these things not process them honestly and truthfully and then spit them back out with you know just to look good or just to be fast fashion. Yeah. So if you're waiting two, three, four months for your hat, well, one, I'm sorry. I know this isn't traditional retail, but this is gonna be there for your kids and your kids' kids to to tell your life story. Right. So also I'm not sorry. Like sure, yeah. <laughs> if I miss a couple of your messages or I miss a couple of your emails, I am sorry about that. I am honestly not the best communicator when it comes to that stuff because the rest of my day is so heavy. We run a business, yeah. and we are doing what we can to take care of customer service. I promise. It's like, it's going to get better, um, but that's why it takes a while because yeah. we truly are putting our 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 whole selves into this. Yeah, um, and then to touch back on experimental retail and consumer Some science. Time, yeah. So retail, we all know, is, is kind of dying. Like the traditional retail, the, the retail that we all grew up with, going to the mall, going to stores, and shopping with your mom. Like that's, it's just way different. Um, I know that, obviously. I'm not an idiot for, you know, popping up physical locations everywhere. Um, but there is a ton of opportunity for, for new industries and new verticals. And to me and this company and our team, that industry is experimental retail. When you come in here, you should feel like you're in an art gallery. You should spend like you're in a retail location and you you should experience as as if it's a you know, a social experiment or, yeah. or social celebrity status or, or yeah, any yeah. of the Instagram, you know, activations, all of that. So, yes, it's a physical location, but you are experiencing three different industries, three different mediums, three different ways to feel all at the same time yeah to where you're proud to be here you're excited to be here and you're going to talk about it after you leave yeah that's that's the that's the goal the day the the second you step foot into a travis austin location whether it's dallas nashville next year chicago new york no matter where it's at that's how you're going to feel yeah and we're super excited we're super proud of that yeah i've seen that firsthand i mean tommy you know uh tommy is the kind of guy how do i say this he can go wherever he wants to and get whatever he wants to, hat-wise. I mean, you know, like, anything-wise, really, but, like... I can afford to buy a hat. Yeah, that's... I, just, I was going to say it nice. Um, Tommy can afford to buy a hat. All he has to do is flash that smile. Come that's on. it, yeah. I'll. You want my hat? Give it to me. <laughs> but I was here when he went to meet with you to talk about, you know, like... And I don't think you knew what was going to happen. I don't think you knew you were going to have the conversation. How I didn't know if he was going to be there. I think the thing I said to him when I walked in was like, oh, there's the man, the myth, and the legend right there. Like, I just yeah. walked into the shot. I had no idea. He, I just wanted to go get something. He, he knew. Like, he, he'd been talking about it, and he was excited about the possibility of, you know, being able to, to stop in here if our schedule allowed it and, you know, like, like talk to you but get a hat. But when he came back to the hotel – this dude was on another level. Like he showed me the can that, that he had, and like yeah. he was, it was, it was something. But prize possession, by the way, like it's, it was so cool. Like I, when he told me, it's like, dude, I got. To, he told me on the phone. Like, he called me before he got to the hotel. I was like, dude, you're not gonna believe this. And he was telling me okay, about so it. Okay, so now you're embarrassing me. No. So. Yeah, he was like, Dan, do you, do you want a spray paint can? He was like, I'll give you one. I want. They're, I want they're right all behind all us. I'll drive you one. All of them. All right. He was crying. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> but he he was telling me about this this can, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You got a spray you got a spray paint can, like yeah. But I didn't understand what all had happened, yeah. and and he was just like, dude, yeah, I, I mean, that can made made a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah and that, but this, cool. it's the story behind it. So he came in, and he's like, dude, he, we sat down, and we talked, and I told him my story, and like, I think that is such a, like an incredible experience if for any consumer. I mean, like. I obviously can't influence how people are buying. If you want a hat right now, go your ass to Foot Locker in the yeah. mall and buy you a hat. Like, but if you want an experience, if you want yeah. art, like it's, Tommy said this too. Like, some people don't get to feel like this ever in their right. life. Yeah. And 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 I w- I would love if while we're talking about this, if, if I could bring Mike in to yeah, kind of just give his two cents because I mean we make everything together, so his emotion is just as strong as my emotion when it comes to this stuff, but. A lot of the people that we get to meet on a daily basis, one, we're just incredibly humbled and, and honored that people want to meet us or want us to make stuff for them. But you can just, you can see the excitement and sometimes the nervous energy in people when they come in because you can tell they've, they've never gone through anything like yeah. this or they've never realized their pride in, in yeah, some yeah. of these things or, or had anybody so... We don't just ask you questions. Like, we did... We did fucking pumped. Yeah, like yeah. we did excited. Like you tell us, I love that. You tell us that that something that your family, you know, had a cool story back in the day, or or you were experiencing something really great. Like we're f- we're there with you. Like and a lot of times higher than you are when we're talking about it. Um, so I, we we really realize the role in lives and and current culture and and, and all of that that we play, and. It's not just t-shirts. It's not just trucker hats. It's not just bomber jackets. It's, it's lasting memories and stories. Um, and I think, I think Mike would have a really great um, yeah, that's good. kind yeah, of Mike, come on. Yeah, reflection on that as to He's his... He's going to walk around. He could, he could just walk right in front of the cameras. It's fine. Well, he, yeah. no, he, he, <laughs> wants, he wants to make an entrance. Oh, yeah. He comes where's the, the, where's the, the applause door. at? Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Mike. Yeah, sit, sit on, sit on the. You didn't get, wait, wait. We're gonna do it again because he didn't get to hear his own applause. Go ahead and put the headphones on. And ladies and gentlemen, Mike. Oh, <laughs> well, so I'm super excited, dude. So I, um, if, if you saw my Instagram, I was like, this is. Uh, I was just showing the whole shop and stuff, but like, so Mike does so much creative stuff too, and I mean, we've talked a hundred you know, minutes now about like team and, 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 you know, Travis has talked about like that coming together moment for you guys and all the emotion, but how do you handle that on a daily basis? All the, like, I mean, are you get you don't get hate too. Do you get hate too? Or does he get the shield at all? Cause his name's on it. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the shield. I'm, I'm free and clear. <laughs> but that's awesome. So, um, you know, so what's, what's that? Ex- like, cause that is, I just can't, I get to create business stuff. Like, so for me, businesses are, it's the same thing. And so like, I get to create all the time because we're creating businesses and we're doing these new ideas. I mean, and I, my like attorneys on speed dial, we get LLC set up in like minutes. Like, you know, like it's like, that's how we roll. But I don't have any, there's not weight to that for me. Yeah. You know, when you guys do something, yeah, we're just, yeah, it's a phone call and it, it is, it's a, it's an agenda item on a checklist. But for you, like you get to, you get weight every day. What's that like? I mean, you just got to filter it out. Like I was saying earlier, um, people come in, they kind of don't know what they're expecting. You know, they've, they've seen it on their screen and things like that. But we 
do the best that we can to bring that emotion out of people and make them feel at home and comfortable because that's why we create this space for people to feel like you're a part of the family. And when you get something that we've made, you're now a part of our family because we've put that emotion into mm -hmm. it that you give to us. I love it. I, I think like you, you said earlier, like people are wrong if they think there's a thing for entrepreneur, like, a, but there, there are generalities that rule it. And I love the, like the idea that if you make every customer special, then your business grows. That's a general rule. Like if you can, if you can at scale make whatever it is, the part of your, so if your if your story is hope, if you can at scale, make hope sellable, if you're, if it's individualism, yeah. if it's, legacy if it's whatever like when you can get to scale when you can make those those things timelessness scalable and work then your business grows but it's not about the widget and so i love that that's what you guys are creating you're creating this thing you're making you're making art and legacy scalable um i love that you love doing it i mean i feel like that you, you know doing that in and of itself your business is going to grow I think when you love doing that, you know, like when you guys have a passion, it's not like, okay, well, here's a new thing. This is, nobody's doing this. Let us do it and just see how, no, it's like you guys are passionate about that. Talk and about I, our conversation last week. I mean. We uh, went through something and we had a conversation. Right, yeah, I was just going to say that. Like aside from scaling and creating new things, like that's fucking awesome. That's why we do it, just to keep that creative going. But as artists and creatives, you, you hit roadblocks, like mentally, and you're like, do I want to do this anymore? Like, am I doing the right thing? Like, what can I change? And it's like, that for us, we can get over. And nobody can help us through that but ourselves. Like, people can throw shit at you and say, but right. it, it's, yeah. your, it's your mental. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I said to him the other day, it's like, what keeps us going is like, we're doing all these things and we're making all this hats and sometimes to us, it can just get repetitive. But the feeling that people get when they open that box or they walk in and see that jacket done and they cry and they hug you. Like yeah. you can't replace that. There's no dollar amount on that. And Man. that's why. Dang. That's so that's good. That's what breaks up the monotony. Yeah, for sure. And we, no one, and Mike said this, and no one can get us through that besides ourselves. Right. And a lot of times it's literally me sitting Mike down, shaking him by the shoulders or vice versa letting each other know or reminding each other mm. that hey this isn't this isn't just a project to us right this is not only five hundred dollars to this consumer this is like their life right and they are their emotion is greater than we could ever imagine as artists yeah and we no one besides the two of us can remind each other of that yeah, I think that goes with what we we're talking about in the first segment about fear, like just being terrified about, you know, those are things that go in my mind. Like, it does get monotonous. It doesn't matter what you do. It, it, it gets monotonous. It gets, you know, like you can go through the cycle for so long and then it starts wearing on you. And that's, I think that plays into, okay, you know, am I doing this right? Am I doing, should I even be doing this? Am I cut out for this? I don't even know what it feels like to have gratification, like being able to see somebody react emotionally to something that you have created emotionally like you that there's part of your so like, yeah it's their story it's their it's their product you created but like there's pieces of you emotionally and, and mentally creatively all that stuff in that you know the final product and then That's for you funny. to see that you know like them them get the first glance and then you just see the appreciation that i feel like you should feel that way every day 
because you do that for me. Like so, like that. But that's he's Tommy doesn't cry though. Tommy hasn't cried for me yet. So I haven't. I'm I mean, working on it. I'm getting there. I, I do it in my office. I shut the door and then I cry. Okay. But I like, feel he, better now. but like, so you know, he's he's all the creative that we do. You know, and and like I was a graphic designer. Like I I I had that job. And we were talking about it on the way up here. Like, I'm good at taking a bunch of ideas that I've seen other places and kind of combining them and making something that's different out of it. But he creates out of thin air. Like, like oh, here's this thing that never existed in the world, and now I just made it happen. And and so every time, I, it's just every time we see something, it's like, oh, I, I read, I redid this brand thing of what we were doing for this episode, and look out, look at it now, and it's like, oh, this is a billion times better than I did when before you got here, you know. Show him a tear every once in a while. Make him feel appreciated. Yeah, Tommy, come on. I'm always doing the neck rub thing. I don't. <laughs> yeah, the neck rubs get, have increased recently, so I must be doing good. Super weird. And like, that's one of the cool things. Another one of the cool things about what we do is like people come in and they give you all these ideas, mm-hmm. and in their head they, they just think they're talking. Yeah. And but in our heads, we're processing. Yeah, we're absolutely. Writing things down mentally, and when they come back in, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, I. Th- I knew this was going to be cool, but I had no fucking idea that you guys were going to be able to take everything that I gave you yeah. and put it into this. Listening is a superpower. Well, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the really job. Is. You you, I, you guys are the creative part of it. And I, like, I'm not on that level, but I understand when I, oh, someone's yeah. talking about... Like, <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best. Where, where, where's the sound effect? <laughs> Which one? There it is. There, there it is. was. So, yeah, no, but like the creative process of like somebody tells you, this is what we're looking for. This is what we want. A lot of times I'm listening past what they're saying and trying to figure out what they're wanting. Oh, exactly. um, so like the delivery of what I do, I mean, it's not taking me anywhere near as long as what it takes you guys to, to do. Like I don't have to have that process physically to create what they're looking for. Um, but I know what it feels like to have to take somebody's like words and be like, okay, I see what you're saying, but let me hear what you're actually meaning and taking that and then making it into something. And then that delivery that right there, that, that tells you you're doing the trying right to thing. Hear, we're trying to hear words, listen to words and, and visualize emotion Yeah. or visualize design at the same right. time, mm-hmm. which I think talking about this, the growth of the company, the company is not always going to be this. Mike and I are not going to always be able to make custom hats all day long. We have to grow and evolve. We will figure out a way to keep this product, this vertical going and these stories going. We'll figure that part out. That's right. our job. But this three-year period for me, 18-month period for him of listening to words and designing emotion, that, that combination right there. Yeah is such an amazing kind of like preamble for us to be able to go grow one hell of a fashion house. Yeah, it's so cool. Over the sure. next five years. Yeah. Because every single capsule, every single season, every show that we produce is going to have those same feelers and the, those same tactics and that mm-hmm. same relatability that we've learned over the past two years together. Right. So all of you... Whether we made you a hat two years ago on the road, six months ago, or the one that we're going to make for you, all of those stories that we took from all of you, from all 3,000 hats, you're going to see for the next 10 years of clothes that come out of Travis Austin. Yeah. That's so good. And that's, yeah, for us, like, that's our whole life's dream. Like, that, that's it right there. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what makes you so much different than just anybody else who does it, because you could easily, 
you know, somebody can tell you what they're looking for and you can check that box off and just be like, okay, I'll, I'll do what you're saying, you know, and it'll look good. And, and you guys I'm sure could be successful with that. Like I know what that's like when someone tells me this is what I'm looking for. And in my mind, I'm like, they think they know what they're looking for, for, (laughs) but you could just say, okay, I'll give you exactly that. That's what you want. And I'll get paid. They'll be happy. I'll be happy because I got paid. But, or I could just go the extra mile and be like, Hey, listen, I think this fits your brand. You know, like, like you have the real conversation and hear what they're really saying and bring that to life. I think that's what makes you guys so like extraordinarily. But I think that's all birthed out of what he talked about, about being comfortable with fear because that's a risk. Yeah. That's a risk to, to sell an interpretation. Yeah. 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 Selling an interpretation is a risk. I thought about that while you guys were talking earlier and it was like, we're in here, we're in this beautiful space that's not built out yet and we see the vision in such a short amount of time and then you kind of sidetrack and you're like well is the boutique down the street like how are they doing it and are are we doing something right are we doing something wrong but we're not doing something wrong we're just doing something different yeah and being different is what got us here in the first place so why would we want to be like these guys down the street exactly yeah that's the confidence that you guys are talking about. Cause I was going to ask, I know it, we, I, we can't get into this, but I was going to ask, you know, how much do you let outside influences influence your direction? Because I, obviously what you're doing is different and you know that. So it, that, that it's already, th- th- that road is, is already narrow. There's not a lot of people doing that. Yeah, and that's scheduled for part five. So yeah. We'll, we'll part five, six, that. and seven. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We, if I was going to ask, I, I definitely know we don't have time for that. Actually. So, but I do want to talk about the rest of the team. I want to get to all that. I want to talk about the future of Travis Austin. I want to get to all that, but we are at 40 minutes. And so for everybody watching, we're going to go ahead and end session segment two here. Um, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how they built this incredible team around them. Um, you guys, if, if you've ever heard me say anything of, of value at LeadFast, I guarantee you it was about our team um, and how we have been able to maintain so much momentum through teamwork and all the other things. And so we're going to cover that because it's so critically important to everyone's success. This has been such a cool going yeah. pro because I feel like yeah. there's so much more to dig into. So we're going to get to that, come back for segment three, and uh, we're going to take a little break and then start recording. See you soon.